Hey, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys, the podcasting on DJ Impact. I got the Vegas Bad Boys here, Bat Michael, Sin City, Steve, Simon Street, and everyone. Welcome to our AEW All-In. Big event took place on the 27th of August in London, England, Wembley Stadium. I mean, this was a huge event. Now, let me be honest with you, fellas. I watch one match, and I watch the main event. Um, all right. You missed out. Um, you missed out? I, I, I'm not saying I'm not going to go back and watch it. Just based on timing, it was tough. But, you know, you, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I tell you this. I, uh, I, uh, the, so let me let you guys. When we get to that part, we'll we'll discuss. I want to know what you guys thought of uh, of 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 the match and everything. So let me just start off before going into any matches. What was your thought in general? The people, the setup, the uh, the pyro, the screens. Just an overall. This was so different for AEW. <laughs> Hater alert. Hater alert. Let me just start that first. And then just to keep everybody in uh, on on time, I'm going to go ahead and get that clock going. So let me start with you. Since City Steve, just overall presentation, what's your thoughts? Holy shit, they actually did it. 81,035 was the actual number of paid attendance. Uh, it That was my yes, first thought was paid, paid attendance. Of paid. course. Of course. Because – what why do the the you know the paper tickets why do those matter they don't so at the end of the day they the the paid attendance which is what should matter is what did matter and the fact is i had no problems with the stage with the pyro with the presentation i was looking all night there was one issue with a, a replay in the osprey match that was it Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there were some things that maybe got missed on camera. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what you're going to have. You're, you are going to have those things, especially in, you know, with matches like stadium stampede, where there's stuff going on in four different action points. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that AEW really kind of planted a flag in the ground and said, okay, we, you know, you want to call us a pissant t-shirt secondary company. Okay. Well, we just sold 81,000 tickets and we now have the highest paid attendance in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the, the show, it's not like as if this is strictly based on the attendance, the show was a fucking solid show from beginning to end without, without going over matches. Um, just a solid and enjoyable time. So Simon Street, uh, just your thoughts. I mean, you can talk about uh, in terms of, of setup and all of that as well. But uh, but in that question, I'm gonna throw this in. Now that you see the successful of this happening in England, uh, in London, England, should we expect to see that now happen more to the states? So that's a double question for you there. What's your thoughts in that question? Damn. <laughs> Say that question in a slower and small form. Well, I'll just ask so, you this first. Let's start yeah, with yeah, this yeah. one. Do you uh, with the a lot. 
<laughs> well, here, let's stop this time because we didn't want to make sure he gets all of it. But first oh, off, sure. now we see the success in, in London, England. Uh, do you see that now coming to the States and being just as successful? Um, I see that the success that they had in London was definitely unprecedented. Um, it's something that clamored more to the fact of wrestling fans overseas. If you've ever been to a WWE event and you've had the pleasure, like being Impact were, sitting behind people from the UK, they have more dedicated fandom with wrestling than we do by the numbers. So I'll be honest and give AEW just that point. Of course you're going to do freaking amazing, right? If you didn't sell 80,000, then something would be wrong with your product. So yes, very. Would they be able to do that in America? Possibly, but it's going to be very, 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 very challenging. And that's just being realistic. What was the second question? So what was your what was your take overall on just the, just the setup of everything of the show? What you everything you've seen from um, the aesthetics of everything? Um, one thing I can't say is this right now. AEW will be successful and will be able to thrive. And will always be more than just uh, alternate type of wrestling. And it's because of two factors. Factor number one, big bank take little bank. I'm going to be real with you. Yeah, WWE got a nice substantial little piggy bank. But Tony Khan, I don't even want, I, I could, we could put a whole country in his pockets. And that speaks volumes when you have to purchase people who are about to come near to the end of their contract and last minute. So that's one big thing. I don't give a shit what nobody say. Mm -hmm. Big bank, take a little bank, okay? So that's one factor. Number two, all the shit that we talked about them, they proved us wrong with just this event to start off with. The only thing that's going to hurt them is Tony Khan. Because this proved your booking was solid. Your show was good. Matches that I was expecting to snooze on i.e. Sting and Darby Allen were good. Shit that we, in fact, they probably just listened to Matt Michaels going agnesium about all the negative shit that they do with their booking and just played it back in a room for like 12 hours with, with mounds of coke until they right. came up with a positive booking solution. I ain't finished. <laughs> Last but not least, the reason why I'm right, real quick and I'll stop. It's like, for me, I know I'm right because when I'm wrong, I could be right. And I'm still right because I could have been wrong. But, you know, I'm sorry because because you're wrong, Michaels, and I'm right. All right. Um, what the <laughs> fuck did he just say? He thought your question was fucked up. So, man, Michaels, bottom line is, and you could just tie all this in together. I mean, you know, first <laughs> off, your just thoughts of just set up and everything. But let me ask you this. As someone like TK, do you go in when it comes to the design? Are you saying to yourself, I want my own WrestleMania theme type show where I want everything I see at a regular WrestleMania to pretty much happen here? Or do you challenge yourself and say, Well, look, I'm going to put this in a big stadium, but I want to make this so different that there is no relation between what I did and what WrestleMania does? What was your take on just that setup alone? Uh, I mean, listen, it's a stadium, so there is always going to be um, a comparison to WrestleMania because they're the only other ones who do it. So I mean, in some ways, that's it's it's inevitable. Um, I think that 
in a way the setup over the ring was kind of ridiculous because basically you've sold all these seats and all you're really getting if you're a fan is just the privilege of paying money to sit and watch it on the big screen you know that's that's the only d distraction you have with that kind of setup is that when you have four screens going around um you're not seeing down into the ring as much as you're really just seeing the screen and we know that even going in a fucking arena a lot of times you're in a fucking 15,000 seat arena and you end up looking at the screen more than you look at the ring um it's just what you know you typically end up doing it's just that you know they didn't i don't, I don't think they needed that over there but um but the truth of the matter is is that of course you you had to fill that stadium because of the fact that it's pretty simple if you look at it your fans of that product are marks right they're they're diehard wrestling fans so you're going to get people who are going to come from around the world and it's europe so it's easier for people from scotland and from ireland to get there uh since it's england um you know people from japan are going to get you know easily get over there um fly over there so you're going to get that flavor um and like simon said the the english crowd right you're, you're going to get a lot of the english crowd and the people who are going to go over from the states are the diehard aew fans you're not getting someone who just you know watches casually every week to, to go over there so the <laughs> the thing is though in the states right we can only look at our own numbers all right which is an average of somewhere in the eight hundred thousand that dynamite has been doing okay so if you take that number that's 10 percent wembley stadium fit 10 percent of that audience right so therefore if you think of it take that number down because like we said most of the tickets are going to be from overseas so how many americans actually made the trek out there uh, i think that's an interesting question i'd like to know that because are the people are the fans here dedicated enough to go over there to watch it and number two the fans here aren't dedicated enough to buy tickets when they're in their town right that's what needs to change yay you sold wembley okay great now when vince does it two years from now and puts in you know on purpose ninety thousand <laughs> tickets 
you know, it's, I mean, that's the ridiculousness of, of comparing the uh, whole idea of, oh, it's the most sold ever. Well, yeah, it's the most sold ever until they decide mm-hmm. that they're going to do it, you know? That's until they until they do it, then AEW's done it though. That no. doesn't change it. So no, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's how it is. That's cool. That's great. That's great. And until they start drawing a million people every fucking week for a consistent basis and grow their goddamn audience, then that's wonderful. Have one fucking little record for a while. I mean, the it's it's not the idea of competing against the wwe it's and i've said this for fucking years grow the fucking company continue to make it bigger but do not hang your hat on the fact that you're hitting these fucking big marks and i know yeah you all all mad steve Um, all right just it's right mad. It's, it's, me, it's, uh, it's, it's poppycock and flabbergast. That's what it is. All right. <laughs> let me just let me just quickly because uh this might go over an, an hour and a half and we haven't talked about anything yet. Let me start here. Uh zero hour hook versus Jack Perry. I'm one minute each. Just tell me what was your thought on that match? Sin City, Steve, let's go. Uh so yeah, I kind of talked about it in our wrestling talk, but Hook and uh Jack Perry's match was actually overshadowed by Jack Perry's comments calling out CM Punk where there was a backstage altercation following this match. Um it was it was what it should have been. Hook won back the FTW title and it was a feel good moment. Now yeah. you can get Jack Perry away from Hook and do something else with him. Right. Please put please put him in the Don Callis family. I'll say it on every single show that I possibly can until they fucking do it. But please, that would be the best for everyone involved. Get Jack Perry and the Don Callis family. Simon Street, Hook, Jack Perry, what's your thoughts? Um, pretty much almost identical to the city, Steve. I mean, it just it just shows more of where we where, where we're going to see Jack Perry go. You know, um, and I'm glad he's added more depth to it because one of his strong suits wasn't always talking on the mic. Yeah, he can, but it's nothing that, you know, gets me excited. So that's basically the thing. As far as the match itself, it, you know, it, it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? And I know it was zero hour and I only got caught the last little bit of it because I was coming in from doing things, but it wasn't bad. All right. Well, Matt Michaels, uh, the uh, FTW, we always say it makes no sense. And apparently putting it on zero hour, you know, I guess they figure it makes no sense. But they still went ahead and put it on. What was your take for the Hook and Jack Perry match? That, that is uh, that is funny um, that you, you said that. I never really thought about how they actually put a um, story plot, a main story plot on the pre-show. That's, that's a great call. Um yeah, I I am not a fan of Hook. I don't see much in him uh, because there's not much there yet. And Jack Perry is uh, proving to really kind of show that um, he he has a little bit of an ego issue. So mm. we'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, I would snog. I would snog Trish. I would marry Stacy, and I would avoid <laughs> Tori Wilson. <laughs> oh 
Oh boy. All right. We also had the uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title Match. You had the AEW World Champions MJF and Adam Cole go against Ozzy Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Sin City, Steve, what did you think of this match? Uh, I thought that it was a good match. Um, clearly built to get the uh, you know the main event competitors at the end of the night over and put gold on them to, I guess, continue their friendship build. Um, Aussie Open are a great tag team. Uh, I hope that by them dropping those titles, that now they go to AEW proper and they're not focused on Ring of Honor. Um, just because, yeah, the tag division would be better off with Aussie Open in it. Um, and as far as MJF, Adam Cole, uh, they, they have a great chemistry. Everybody knows that um, whether you've seen the vignettes, whether you've seen the matches or hell, if you've seen them on uh, Hot Ones, uh, they just did an episode of Hot Ones and it was fucking hilarious. So they've got great chemistry. It's good that they're building on this and uh, evidently going to be continuing it. Yeah. Uh, Simon Street, what was your thought, man, on the uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles? I thought it was good. I mean, obviously, it served a purpose. Uh, you know, as we get closer and closer <laughs> to the end of the show. Um, and that's what I kind of saw it as as well. I mean, you can't. I looked at it, it, it and I know I'm going to say it again, but it made sense to have that match because it needed to continue on a storyline of like since they see the friendship between MJF and, you know, Adam Cole. You get what I'm saying? And it, it, it feels weird to me having a comment on it because we're not at the end of the show. So <laughs> that's kind of where I am. Does it make sense or not? I mean, you know. All right. No doubt. Uh, Matt Michaels, what do you think, man? Yeah, I think that MJF and Adam Cole's relationship is the only thing they've got going that is really fucking strong and good and makes sense. And they have been playing to that strength. They should. The ROH thing makes no sense at all. Get rid of the fucking brand if you're not going to make it a show. All right? You literally, like we said, sometimes props are props. This was an example of those tag titles meaningless. They're props. They needed to do this for the storyline. You would not have taken FTR and had them lose the titles to them just because of this story. So, um, Ozzy Open, they're okay They've got a long way to go, um, but they have potential. So I think Steve is right. Get them off of ROH and have them get exposure and people get used to them on the main fucking roster. Okay. And avoid Sonny at all costs, Dally no Pool. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would snog Sable, uh, Mary China, even though she's not around anymore. And uh, yeah, it's avoid sunny at all fucking cost <clears throat> oh shit the Ugh. golden elite versus bullet club gold all right let me uh i'm, I'm i normally always go sin city but uh, let me let me go simon street this time simon what's your thought on this one? ah okay it was a great 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 match and it just kind of shows man switchblade the guns juice I'm really liking this new generation 
You know, I mean, I, I'm just saying. And and if you really kind of look at it, you know, they got a chance to face, you know, the elite. So it's like a graduation type of test is the way I looked at it. And, uh, man, it was just great. It was just a showcase of it's our time, you know? And I felt like that's what transcended throughout that whole match from start to finish. And, I mean, shout out to all, all of those guys. I mean, like, seriously, like, like they are here. Like, I don't even watch AEW all, all the time. Mm-hmm. They are here. They will be a force to reckon with. All the rest of the little clicks and groups and shit, watch out because these guys are looking to be a problem. That's simple as that. They do what the hell they want, and they don't even care how you feel about it. All right, all right. Let me, so let me ask you, uh, Matt, Michael, are you are you a golden elite or are you bullet club go? Where where you stand on this? Uh which one is Chris Bay on? <laughs> He's okay. like the young lions of the, if, of the if it's not if it's not if it's not Chris Bay, um, which one is uh, AJ Styles on? Because I'll go with that one then. Okay. Did you Cody? like did you like any of the this match at all? Or? Listen, Jay White is is fantastic. I I have always liked Jay White. Um I think Juice is one of those guys, take him or leave him, and the young fucking whatever those gun things are, get the fucking rid of them um, oh my God. but you know it's, it, the truth of the matter is, is jay white doesn't come in what do those three guys mean in that company mm. jay white is the fucking key here and you have to build those guys so yeah. it made sense no doubt uh sin city steve what's your thoughts so i thought that this was a a pretty solid match um one thing that really stood out was um a lot of a lot of people chose to talk some shit about Kota Ibushi and his look when he debuted at Blood and Guts, and he uh, evidently took that to heart. Um, so there was definitely uh, a noticeable shift uh, into more of the uh, the appearance that people are used to ha- used to seeing from Kota Ibushi. Um, as far as Jay White, that comment, those comments that you made, Matt Michaels, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I think that Jay White yes. can go to the moon. I, I think I think that you could put the AEW World Championship on him within the next two years very easily. Um, and I, I genuinely think that uh, if they play their cards right, they've got a superstar on their hands in Jay White. Uh, Juice Robinson is amazing as character actor. And people say that he's annoying. No shit. That's what he's supposed to be. That's what he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So just keep doing what you're doing with Bullet Club Gold. Uh, right. I'd say really quick, uh, I would say I would marry DJ. I would uh, definitely kiss Steve. And I would avoid Simon at all costs. That's right, because you're going to receive messing with me. <laughs> And guys, just in case you're just confused, that there's uh, there's comments that are going on. We're not really displaying it. We can read it. So Matt Michaels is entertaining those uh, all of those uh, comments and things. So uh, that's what you're hearing and everything. Uh, nevertheless, let me jump over to you, Matt Michaels. I need to keep you uh, occupied here. IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. What was your thoughts? Um. You know what? It was. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, these guys have wrestled each other. 
Um, they they put on decent matches. Um, I think that my only problem with it is that if you weren't familiar with that aspect, then this came really quick. Um, I think you could have been building this up a little bit more over the time. Get me familiar with who Will Ospreay is. Now, obviously, Wembley Stadium, you don't have to do it because most of that crowd is going to know who he is because he's Mm -hmm. from over there. Um, But as, again, an ignorant American viewer, Osprey, now, Osprey's come a long way. Don't get me wrong. But he still hasn't broken that American barrier yet. He eventually will. Mm -hmm. It just depends you know, where he goes uh, in terms of, you know, does he get more uh, time here? And, um, oh, my God, I would totally, uh, I would have, I I would snog, uh, I would snog Bischoff. I think I would marry Russo and avoid Cornette. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think Russo would be a good wife. Sin City Steve, IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. What was your take on that that match? Uh, so yeah, that was a that was a fucking good match. Uh, I genuinely, uh, as I mentioned in our wrestling talk, I was pretty disappointed to be honest when I heard that uh, Osprey and Jericho were paired off with each other, mm-hmm. and they proved me wrong. Uh, this match definitely exceeded my expectations, and yeah. It, Osprey and Jericho both put forth an amazing effort. Um, Osprey looked like a star. Uh, I mentioned that to people that I was, you know, that I was texting while I was watching the show. Mm-hmm. They really made him look like a fucking star uh, yeah. from his, from his, you know, the way that they presented his entrance to the pyro to um, obviously him picking up the huge win over Jericho in this match. Um, and actually, Matt Michaels, this was their first meeting. So this is something that was pretty important to Osprey. Uh, see, I thought they, they'd had uh, already met in Japan. No, they, they were supposed to wrestle in, uh, in 2021 at the Tokyo Dome, but the pandemic fucked that over. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Simon Street, uh, Will Osprey, Chris Jericho, thoughts? I thought it was good. Um, to me, looking at it, in my opinion, I think it was it was telltale. AEW got big plans for Osprey because why wouldn't you? Why why would you pair him with Jericho if you weren't going to do that? Who better to really make you shine like a star than Chris Jericho? You know what I mean? And uh, they pulled it off. They really, really did. I mean, and it did help a little bit with adding some of the extra theatrics as far as what happened prior with, uh, you know, uh, the Jericho Society and everybody turned his back. And then you obviously only have, uh, what you call it, still in his corner. And then, you know, at the end of that match, I mean, that also, too, was a good opportunity to continue that storyline. You know, uh, Jericho kind of like, you know, hey, get away from me. You you know, the one guy that stood in your back, you going to tell him to get away from me? I mean, like, so it was solid, really good. Sorry, Mr. I think you mentioned this uh, earlier in one of the uh, other shows. I'm going to let you jump in this uh, tag team coffin match. Ding, uh, Darby Allen, Swerve, Christian Cage. Tell me, man, what, 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 what you thought of that? Simon Street. You, oh, you just, oh, my bad. Uh, it was actually, I, I was shocked 
because they were very what's the word i want to use they're very it was interesting how they utilized the match toward the end they put the coffin in the middle of the ring and the end finished with swerve putting his hands out there and you know closing they were being smart with it right i mean sting did it early with putting the bat out it it, it was a different way that Mm -hmm. i've ever seen of a coffin match because we've you know how the saying goes once you see one coffin match you see them all good props to them for really putting on a very uh outside of the box per se because it's a coffin type of match and, and it was really really good and again it wasn't too much over the top we got a little bit of sting but enough to where i wasn't annoyed we got <laughs> we got some craziness from darby but not enough to where i was cringing mm-hmm. uh swerve is is aew's version of show enough from the last dragon as far as i'm concerned he can do no wrong in my eyes keep shining brother Matt Michaels, you've seen uh, lots of coffin matches in in your lifetime. What's your take on this one? Uh, well, when you got Sting uh, wrestling at eighty, there's a lot of coffin going on. Uh, <laughs> one step close to the grave, eh? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if if Sting ended up in the coffin, it, it might not have been, it might have been the the third uh, of the trio for uh, the death pool. So, uh, uh, listen, I fuck it. I, I just, Darby Allen to me is the shits. I just can't get behind him. I think he's fucking awful. That's my personal opinion. That has no reflection on anyone's other, you know, opinion on him. I just can't buy him. Um, and, and I do have a problem with Sting, obviously, you know, wrestling at 62 um like he was 25 um swerve is a fucking star period and christian cage well he's he's the brother of edge so fuck christian cage oh my lord all right does he look like a very irate like librarian or like like school counselor the way he, he he just is in general I can see it. I can see it. Sin City Steve, did they do the coffin match right? So I I enjoyed this match. Uh, I I came into it not necessarily knowing what to what to think. Um, as Simon Street mentioned, once you've seen one casket match or a coffin match, you've kind of seen them all. Uh, I did like the fact that you know they they used certain angles of the casket. Um, they actually or the coffin. Uh, they had it standing on its side and, you know, had different interactions that way. Um, I thought that it was a it was a good showcase as well for Swerve in a losing effort. But I, I genuinely thought that, albeit, yes, he was the one to take the fall. Um, I thought that he solidified himself as being that star. Um, I've been I've been singing his praises for years, uh, even before he went to WWE. But yeah, this was this was a solid match by all four guys. Yeah. I do want to see Sting uh, kind of tone it back a little bit. No reason to make two dives to go through one table. We talking about those English steel tables? Those <laughs> British steel tables. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there was a lot going on at the stadium stampede match. Uh, I'm not going to name everyone. Matt Michaels, what was your take on this uh, this, this match? Um, yeah, I'm I'm done with stadium stampedes. I think this is 
fucking ridiculous. Um, it was a way to get a bunch of guys on the show. I, I, I just, I don't like them. Yeah. That's it. No doubt. I thought uh, it was to help sell the video game fight forever. Cause they have that mode in the video game. Yep. Well, all uh, six people who bought the game already have it. So <laughs> you are just ruthless. <laughs> uh, Sin City Steve, Stadium Stampede match. What's your take? Uh, this was an absolute blast. I obviously I love garbage matches. Um, not there. There are limits, of course. Um, I do have to say, Mox's look coming out to the ring in the pea coat with the sunglasses, dude looked like a, like a badass. Um, and Claudio did as well. He wasn't getting as much uh, camera time, but. Yeah, I, I was digging that look, especially being in England, coming out in the peacoats. Um, as far as the match, obviously, you know what you're going to get. This is AEW's almost monthly bloodletting at this point. Um, so, of course, we had the skewers. We had the broken glass. Um, I do have to say, shout out to the Axel Rotten spot late in the match with the, uh, the duct tape on Orange Cassidy's fists as he... Uh, did the orange punch with the duct tape fist with glass to Claudio to pick up the win. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Simon Street. Stampede. I feel like it wasn't, uh, I mean, it, it was everything I expected it to be. Uh, pure chaos. Um, although, I will have to give AEW a little bit of credit. They tended to keep a lot of the cameras a little bit more organized than the last couple times. <laughs> Before I did, it, I'll be real with you. I don't know if the cameraman's was just had attention deficit disorder or something, but they was all over the place the last couple of times, and it was really hard. Like if I went to go get some popcorn, came back, I wouldn't know what the hell I was watching. But here it looked to be like they kind of knew what spots, which cameras they want to cue. So big ups for them for not making the same mistake. But um, again, I want to know how do you get your mom's van overseas? I really want to know. She drove and it. I, she drove it. She <laughs> she probably course. sold some of her cookies to get a fare. All right, all right, all right. Let's go over to the AEW World Trios titles. That's the acclaim and Billy Gunn versus the House of Black. Sin City, what was your take on this one? So this was uh first off, I have to draw attention to the fact that the House of Black came out to the ring uh carrying a lantern in a tribute to Bray Wyatt, which huh. I thought was, which I thought was really dope. They left it on the, uh, the rampway. So very cool there. Um, yeah, this was, this was what it needed to be. Um, when this was announced or I shouldn't even say announced when this was, um, presumed to be on the card, uh, several weeks before the show, um, you could kind of see what was coming. Obviously, there there were a couple of outcomes on the show that they kind of worked backwards from. Uh, they wanted to have Billy Gunn and the acclaimed hold those trios titles up and get that pop from 80,000 people um, because they knew that it was going to be insane. And it was. Yeah. So they made, you know, when when other companies always talk about making moments this was one of those moments that AEW made tonight. Simon Street, the World Trios titles match, man. What you thought? Uh, definitely, I think, because 
the whole story that they built up about, you know, Billy, badass Billy Gunn coming back made sense. I mean, to me, I think the people that really sold it the most was, um, you know, the champs, you know, the former champs now. Uh, they really set the tone. Um, and I think they even did that weeks prior because I was kind of looking at a couple of the vignettes that they had and whatnot. And I, it was it just was great. Again, my perspective is always going to be from not always watching AEW. So I think it is a good perspective because these I'm the person that AEW wants to do business with. And I think that with this showing, I care about the people because of what they showed prior to the match and throughout the week if I wanted to go see what was happening before I watched this. All right, no doubt. Matt Michaels, the World Trios titles match. What was your take? Um, yeah, I, so my problem with, in general, first off, House of Black is, um, obviously, uh, a influenced, uh, group of, you know, people who liked, uh, what they saw from Bray and, you know, respectful and everything like that. So I think that's great. I think that they, they try, I think that it needs a little more direction um but that's the people who should have the trio title they're a legitimate fucking trio uh billy gunn needs to uh go into the pasture uh, i'm not gonna say shoot him but i'm gonna say maybe tranquilize him um <laughs> but the acclaimed why the fuck are they just not a tag team and get the fuck rid of billy fucking gun uh you know again Coattail riding, Christian, Billy Gunn. Good good guys to ride coattails. They know how to do it. Yeah, but but Billy scissors. All right. AEW World Tag Team Titles Match. The Young Bucks versus FTR. All right, Simon Street. Go. Amazing fucking match. Start to fucking finish. I don't know what it is about the goddamn young bucks. These motherfuckers could have like a torn ankle, torn ligaments the week prior, but these little motherfuckers, and I had a little, I met them in person. No disrespect. These they show up. They show up and show out. And shout out to FTR. I'll be real with you. Are the best tag team right now. They are. WWE fans get pissy all they want. I don't give two shits. Simon Street said it, so it's proof. FTR, and they proved it in this match. You keep lining them up, and they keep knocking them down. And yes, they got the hand on the trigger, and they ain't afraid to shoot. Or at least well, one of them. Well, speaking of that, Matt Michaels, I guess Cash really uh, showed up. What was your take on this, uh, this, this match? That <laughs> uh. <I> was good. <laughs> Um, you know, listen, um, here's the thing, FTR, phenomenal tag team, uh, Young Bucks, um, you know, there, there is, there is, there's one thing I think about the Young Bucks and that is those guys were able to build their own brand, right? They were able to sell their shirts. They were able to get on a hot topic. They were able to get attention on themselves the truth of the matter is, is that if you like guys who slap their legs, they are right up your alley. But other than that, I would have rather seen 
the acclaimed go against FTR, right? I, I, or again, Cole and MJF go against FTR. Um, I just, the Bucks are just. Sin City Steve, I mean, are, are, are you know, are the Bucks just kind of, eh, whatever? Or do you think this was one of the greatest matches you've seen this show? Uh, so can I say neither? Uh, That's fine. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was a very solid match. Uh, I think the biggest problem is that a lot of people made some very, very lofty expectations for this match. Um, and you know, to say that it's going to be the greatest tag team match of all time or anything stupid like that, um, is just setting yourself up for, for failure. Um, but at the end of the day, yes, FTR, FTR is the greatest tag team on the planet right now, period, bar none. Um, I've, I've gone and said that several times on the show, um, young bucks, are a very solid tag team even still the one thing that i'll say with them is that when the lights are on and it's a big show and a big match the young bucks i'm i'd say 99 percent of the time they deliver and this was no exception so very solid match no doubt all right fatal four-way for the aw's world women's world title soraya brick breaker tony storm haikura shida Matt Michaels, go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We have Soraya in our company. We're in England. We haven't given her a title yet. Uh, let's just fuck around with Tony Storm and take the best thing they got going in the women's division and fuck her around. So, oh, I got it. Let's take her whole family, Soraya's family, have her come out to the ring, have a celebration moment, blah, fucking blah. Oh my god, I fucking hated the match. I fucking hate that fucking women's division. And um, I, you know, I great. She had a fucking moment with her family, and uh, it was in front of all her drunk relatives and uh, <laughs> whatever. And yes, the old bucks need to be put down in the wild. I agree. Wow, uh, Sin City Steve, fatal uh, four way AEW's women's world title. What's your take? Were we watching the same match, Matt? Because, yeah, I, I definitely don't feel that way at all. Um, so first things first, uh, props to Tony Khan for opening the wallet yet again and paying for the song licenses uh, in this match for We Will Rock You by Queen for Soraya mm -hmm. and also for Sting and Darby Allin for Seek and Destroy from Metallica. Now, obviously, Metallica and Queen, you know that he spent a pretty pretty penny on those royalties anyway uh this match was solid i don't think that you have tony storm go over here i think that you have her continue to lose matches until she gets more and more progressively insane that's the path that i think would be the best mm. in this case uh, and and i'm not saying for her to never win another match but i'm saying to get where the gimmick is clearly going and for them to get the best results out of the gimmick she does need to continue to lose a few matches. And, well, why not put the fucking title on Soraya in front of 80,000? You got an amazing reaction. It, it was a feel-good moment. Fuck it. Simon Street. Fatal 4-Way. AEW's Women's World title, man. What was your take? I feel like it was appropriate. I mean, I'm not going to disagree and say that 
you know, outright between the four competitors, Soraya should have been the winner. Yeah, you know, other than the fact, yes, Michaels, I will agree to a certain extent, but more of a classy, dignified response. It made sense because you want to have a big pop. And then really, if you want to take it to a personal level, everything that that girl's been through, I'm all right with it. I'm, I'm literally all right with it. And at least for next week, we at least know she can cut a good promo. So I can live with that because that's way better than what, uh, uh, you know, certain women in the WWE that y'all was talking shit about can do. Because, you know, I'd rather eat up her. That sounded bad. I'd rather eat up a large amount of TV television with her being on the mic and actually freaking, that sounds bad too. But my point that I'm saying is, is Soraya can talk really well on the mic and at least that's okay for next week. Man, that sounded all bad. Just all right. And not to Max. mention you had Mercedes Monet in the audience. So right there, oh, you got a possible go. match a few months down the road. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> AEW real world title match. Ring of Honor, World Television Champion Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. I got to start with you on this one, Sin City Steve. What's your take? Man, I'll tell you. So this this was a good, good kickoff to the show. You had Samoa Joe, who was the babyface, oddly enough. Uh, this, This London crowd was cheering him on. And uh, they were booing CM Punk like the dastardly heel that he is. Um, Early on, uh, we saw why CM Punk was wearing all white as he got, uh, you know, the bit of the crimson mask going, got some some blood shed as uh, as is to be the case. Uh, I did love the fact that, you know, there was the spinning toe hold uh, reference to Terry Funk that CM Punk did. Uh, We also got the. the blue thunder bomb, the uh, almost a five knuckle shuffle, and uh, instead switched it up for a uh, a cup to the ear and a leg drop. Um, so yeah, they were definitely milking the crowd for any reaction that they could. So good on them. Good stuff. Uh, let's go with you, Simon Street. Felt like the match was actually really good, and this was actually one of the matches I mentioned earlier that I wasn't expecting a lot of. I didn't. I never expected it to suck, but I never expected it to be as entertaining as what I got. Uh, both guys show that you know they're good at what they do, you know, and even at their capacity of where they are and how long they've been in the game. You know, I'm not saying that both of those guys are at the end of their career, but both of them have been plagued with tons of injuries. And so it still put on a good show. I don't know. It just, it just to me showed me when you're a veteran, you know how to be a pro at the game and know these ropes. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Matt Michaels, the more Joe, CM Punk. Go. Yeah, well, uh, I'll always love Joe since he trained me. Uh, and I'll always hate Punk since he's an ass. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, of course – then I get pissed that Punk goes over in this match because, but then again, why were they wrestling for that belt and not the Ring of Honor? Right, he's still television champion, right? Yep. So I, I don't know. It don't make sense. I don't know. Matches. Are. Yeah. All right. So uh, last year is the AEW World Title Match. Um, 
So listen, I'll I'll jump in here because that's the only match that I saw. I'll be honest, I don't follow the product that that much, but I wanted to see at least how uh, this was presented. I could tell that this was a fun match for AEW fans, but it was qu- uh, quite a, a confusing match for me. And part of the reason why is because all I was looking at was spots happening. You know, the the ref being knocked down twice. Should I put? Should I hit him with the ring? Should I not? Should I hit him with the belt? Should I not? Hey, be my friend. Hey, hit him. No, you go back to the back. I don't want you out here. Um, no, did he go through the table? Well, why didn't the table break? Was because it's got. It was just. There was really no wrestling, and it's what's interesting. Since City as a person that I know loves to see some really good, like just bangers. There wasn't really a lot that was happening in the ring. I mean, there was a little stuff here and there, but it was just spot after spot. And now for that, it didn't seem like it was really telling the story I was really hoping to see. At the very end, I guess everyone got their wish because they all hugged and whatever. But it was just whatever for me. And as, you know, as a casual watcher, that's probably a fair assessment. Let me jump over to you, though, Simon Street. This is the AEW World Title match. This is the main event. What's your take? Very entertaining. Very entertaining, and kudos to AEW for taking um, something that I had doubts on in the beginning, and I even was very vocal on the show. Uh, and really, I saw educated storytelling, and, and, and maybe that's just my direct opinion, but I would assume that people, both constant watchers and Mayfair watchers, uh, I said it right, guys. You didn't even notice. But anyways, uh, you know, actually could understand that much, especially toward the end, especially when you got Roderick, Lil Roderick Strong, who's going to have that neck brace on for fucking four more damn weeks because you can't keep your motherfucking ass still. But outside of that, you saw, even if you didn't know, you know, I'm your best friend, do it. No, you. You could tell the conflict of him having to choose. And it was awesome at the cost of what you wanted the most. Friendship, bromance. I love it. All right. Because um, I want Sin City to get the last word on it. Matt Michaels, what was your take on the world title match? Yeah, Diamond Vine is much better now that Roderick Strong is gone. I'm just saying. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, listen, I mean, again, it's all story. And the funniest thing about it is that for... <laughs> for wrestling fans who fucking hate the WWE because oh this it's not believable they do yeah all they do is just stories and see matchups and blah, blah, blah. this is what wrestling should be fucking telling a story and having it be entertaining and having it go well is he gonna go this way is he gonna go that way and not just doing it <coughs> looking one two three this happens okay now this happens this week now this happens no it's it's been laid out and we have a pay-per-view coming up next week holy fuck um (laughs) so you you have to have something that can lead into that i guess so yeah i mean it it was what it needed to be so yeah tennessee steve the world title match what's your take all right, so I I was I was absolutely positively sure that we were going to see Adam Cole turn heel tonight and start a new faction with Roderick Strong in the kingdom. Like, 
I legitimately thought that they were going to try to shoehorn that in. They didn't, surprisingly enough. Uh, so as of right now, uh, Adam Cole and MJF are still on the same page, still bro chachos, and they're still Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, however much that might mean. But as you mentioned, there is all out next week. So I would not be surprised if there is some sort of a turn that occurs next week. Um, I don't know if maybe there's a rematch that happens or something of that nature, but I could see Adam Cole turning heel next week in Chicago. Um, All told, this was a good, good match with even better storytelling. And Michaels, the last thing that I'll say is you need to have a mix. You can't just have great matches and no storytelling. Likewise, you can't have great storytelling and shit matches. You got to have a mix of both. And this is what I think that we're finally getting in AEW. I just hope that that happens on the other show. Well, obviously, you don't watch the other show. <laughs> I need something. To, I need something to reel me back in. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's get Kinsei Nakanasa or Jira Jakakana from oh, Japan. Jakakana. I wonder what his signature move is. <laughs> well, guys, this is uh, this was all about all in and um, how Are you trying to get off, DJ. We're, yeah, because it's all I'm, in. I'm all I'm an old man. It's my bedtime. It's gonna be all out pretty soon. <laughs> it is. That's right. You got, you got let's the just, ready. Let's, let's you just got stay on and stream until then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Remember, remember, these viewers are paying to see you in them, them slippers. Oh yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> That's well. what we need. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Only oh, fans. I am right. Exactly. <laughs> Onlyslippers.com. That's right. It Keep seems, them on and we'll get soft. It seems like that all in <laughs> was a successful event. So I'm happy it went well. Um, I, I'm like I said last week, you could tell that it, it didn't spook, but it definitely had WWE saying, you know what? We're going to, we're going to let our, we're going to remind people what type of uh, ticketings we do because on that SmackDown, they were constantly letting us know how fast their WrestleMania that's that normally tickets don't even go on sale in November. They decide to put the tickets on sale in August, <laughs> a couple of weeks before this big show. Okay. That's making moves. It's making moves. And you know what? If that that's what it takes, it is what it is, you know? So, um, so it was good to see that it was successful. They did announce they're doing it all over again next year. So, you know, yep. you know, again, I'm interested to see, though, if they're going to bring it to the States and if it's go- if and if they do, is it going to bring the same momentum? So that's going to be the question. Yeah, but it, wait, 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 wait. It, it already <laughs> has been in the States. That's the thing. It started in the States. Well, we're talking about a stadium event. Stadium show. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I thought you meant like all in itself. No, no, no. Wait not. a minute, DJ. No. Like how, no. how much out of the loop are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Well, he's all in now. So there you go. That's what she uh, said. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, for people who are watching this, it is, uh, it, it will, it's Labor Day weekend. So uh, however you're enjoying it, uh, please uh, continue to enjoy uh, this weekend. All right. 
And with that, we'll be back next week. A lots to talk about. Pay-per-view is going to be happening, so we got to talk all about it, all right? Until then, if you're watching this live, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Take care. Happy wrestling to you all. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.